Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Live from Los Angeles, here's Bill Ryder. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Happy Thursday, Bill Ryder with you. A lot of things that we will unpack over the next few hours. I have uh, probably, with little wisdom attached to this, challenged another borderline Hall of Famer to a sports showdown. I'll tell you about that. Pat Boyle is filling in. For the People's Champ Pretty Daddy, Pat on Twitter, at PatBoyle44. And already we've had some requested tennis talk. Look, I'm not pushing it because I play it. Pat happens to be our uh, CBS Sports Radio national tennis correspondent, insider expert, and statistician. So I guess we'll have to do some of that. We've got NFL bets coming up later in the show. Will Brinson, my buddy, going to join us. Many, many things to hit. But I want to talk about this on Thursday Night Football. The Chiefs have already won. Broncos fans, I know you're going to Arrowhead. Maybe some of you are making the drive on I-70. I won't say that you're excited because your coach doesn't know what he's doing and your quarterback, while washed last year and better this year, has no defense. It doesn't matter what happens today in that game. Are the Chiefs probably going to roll through Denver's defense? Yes. Is Patrick Mahomes going to continue to find ways to win games even if he's a little low-key, lackadaisical, and not focused and doesn't have wide receivers to throw the football to? Almost certainly. Will And I like it, but is there going to be some kind of Taylor Swift watch that overshadows the actual football? Feels like a guarantee. doesn't matter. The real story here is that the Kansas City Chiefs, who are rivals of the Broncos, people that don't know this aren't from the Midwest, those two cities not far from each other, about a six- or seven-hour drive, With all due respect to Manhattan, Kansas, there's really nothing in the middle. And the Broncos, who have had, certainly in my lifetime, a John Elway run, and then, you know, moderate success, and a Peyton Manning short-term run that ended in a Super Bowl, had grown accustomed to dominating a Chiefs team that went 20-plus years without a playoff win, without a single playoff victory. From Joe Montana to the Andy Reid era. And then Mahomes rolls in. And the Chiefs suddenly, this laughing stock of the AFC West. Maybe a, a better way to say it is a version of the Vikings. Sort of interesting, win some games, never could compete in the postseason. A team that the Broncos dominated, that they laughed at, that they scoffed at. The Chiefs transformed five years ago into not just the best team in the AFC West but the best team in the NFL. And Mahomes didn't just become the best quarterback in the game, as you know, and there's a ways to go here, but he's got a shot. He's certainly someone we talk about as maybe the best quarterback in the history of the sport, and certainly already I think you can make the case top five. Five seasons, five AFC conference championship appearances, what, three Super Bowls, two wins. It's absurd. And what the Broncos did is they looked at Andy Reid's opus in Patrick Mahomes. They watched the Chiefs win year after year after year. 
they floundered like a lot of teams do when an all-time great quarterback goes away and you don't have the right plan when Peyton Manning retired. And they panicked. And they turned to two people in back-to-back years who have made it certain the Broncos are going to struggle for the foreseeable future. The Chiefs' mind games, the Chiefs' dominance, the Kansas City Chiefs' rise in that conference, and the Broncos' panic and trying to keep up, what are we going to do, is the reason it doesn't really matter what happens on Thursday Night Football. Maybe, I mean, they're not going to, but I guess maybe in any given Thursday kind of world, the Broncos get to 2-4 and four and the Chiefs get to 4-2. and two. Probably not the worst bet in the world, I don't think, to actually, if you want to bet on the Broncos to cover, just because the Chiefs play close games game after game, week after week. They, they just, as we talk about here, play with their food. The real story is the Chiefs are going to be right in the mix to win a Super Bowl this year. They have the second-best odds right now behind the Niners in Vegas. And the Broncos are going to continue to be a disaster. Think about what they gave to Russell Wilson and Sean Payton to try to keep up with the Chiefs. That only set them further back. Wilson, who's 34, and by the way, Russ isn't having a terrible season this year. He's got 10 or 11 touchdown passes. He's only thrown a couple picks. He's completing right around two-thirds of his passes, a little bit more than that. But he's not the player that he used to be. He can't throw the, the ball down the field the way that he used to. He's not the athlete that he was. And five years and hundreds of millions of dollars later, you are stuck with, you have an albatross around your neck and a quarterback that is not going to be able to remotely compete. Forget a really deep AFC, just, just with the Chiefs couple times a year and in that division two first round picks two seconds a fifth a bunch of players and that's before the Broncos went out and hired in Sean Payton and I know we've talked about this a guy who had a great resume and a lot of success and there's always this effect that happens with guys on television happened to Pete Rose in baseball happened to A-Rod in baseball happens all the time Guys, go on TV, and GMs and fans and owners think that they're even more brilliant than they were. But here's the deal about Sean Payton. And I'm going to pat us on the back here. No pun intended with Pat Boyle here on the show. We told you that there was a chance when, when Sean Payton went away in New Orleans that maybe he was just a product of Drew Brees, who I think might be the most underrated quarterback in the history of the game. We've seen this with Mike McCarthy. We're seeing this, and we'll hit this later in the show, with Bill Belichick. We've seen this time and again where we think these coaches are brilliant and are geniuses and deserve some of the limelight that has rained down on these teams. And it turns out, no, man, you just had a remarkable quarterback who carried you. Sean Payton, five-year contract. This is according to Peter King. Around, it's about $18 million a year reportedly. Could get to $100 million with incentives. Probably not going to happen. Doesn't feel like the incentives are kicking in anytime soon. And they had to give up a first and a second round pick for that guy. And all we've seen this year from a Broncos team is a squad that is floundering, that is embarrassing. The defense, I get it, is atrocious. But it's not like Peyton has come in and been some offensive mastermind. The Broncos are bad. And the only team that they beat this year is my Chicago Bears, who are a joke and a disaster and a dumpster fire. And they had to come back to do that in the first place. Sean Payton's made more headlines for the things that he's done that have proven and shown that the game has passed him by and his touch is gone than he has for anything effective on the field. Remember Nathaniel Hackett last year, now the offensive coordinator of the Jets, head coach of the Broncos last year. He did not go well. And Payton came in in an interview with what USA Today and said, oh, this guy's a Jew. This is the worst coaching job I've ever seen in my entire life. And then the Broncos got off to an even worse start. Here's a collection of just some of the moments 
from the $100 million head coach in Sean Payton, the guy the Broncos turned to in their panic to compete with the Chiefs, sounding flustered and over his head. Let's start with, it's pretty hard to do this, let's start with a nice little exchange between Sean Payton and a reporter who legitimately is going to ask if you lose, what was the score? Was it 1,000 to 20 or 70 to 20, whatever it was? If you're going to lose by that many points, you better expect, Sean Payton, these kind of exchanges. You said it's embarrassing, but this is kind of an historic game. I mean, it's like I'm aware. Third time the team has scored 70 points over 700. What's the question? What's the question? I just finished telling you. Historically embarrassing. Next question. Yeah, I wish it was next coach. It's hard to fire Bill Belichick because 20 years of success. And again, we'll, we'll hit that a little bit later in the show. It's almost impossible to fire Sean Payton because you owe this guy $20 million a year and this is year one. It's almost impossible to move on from Russell Wilson. And he's playing okay this year. Although at 34, not going to last. Whatever you're seeing now, not going to last forever. But it's almost impossible to move on from the quarterback because he has a long-term deal at, what, a quarter of a billion dollars. Less than that, guaranteed. The Broncos panicked. And what they got is a guy like Sean Payton, again, here's another clip, coming to the microphone and admitting that he really became more of a TV personality than he did a thinker of the modern game of football. That was embarrassing and uh, tough to watch. Aside from the kick return, there weren't a lot of positives to take from that game. Um, you know, we had our opportunities offensively early, two penalties. You know, take touchdowns off the board, and I don't know that, I think they punted one time. Just because I like listening to Sean Payton struggle, and I don't dislike Sean Payton. I mean, I was around him when I covered the NFL, seemed like a nice enough guy. But arrogance and mistaking someone else's talent for your own glory are recipes for disaster, and that's what the Broncos have gotten. Sean Payton, and it's, it's the group thing that goes out there in sports media and radio and everything, he won a single Super Bowl with a guy in Drew Brees who I think is a top-five quarterback in the history of the sport. Mike McCarthy is not a genius. It doesn't look like Bill Belichick is a genius. I'm not sure that the guys that coach Sean Payton are geniuses, even though, or excuse me, Peyton Manning, are geniuses, even though one of them's beloved. And it sure looks like Sean Payton's not a genius. Here's one more clip, just one more reminder of the clown show of frustration and incompetence and anger that has defined this $100 million coach so far this year. There's a pound of flesh for these guys. and As a coach, you stick up for them. And after a while, you know, we're past that season last year. And, and you know, I said what I said. And, and obviously, I needed it a little bit more uh, restraint. And uh, I regret that. The great irony here is that part of the reason Peyton got hired in this job, and remember, he could have chosen his job. He was recruited by different places. The, the reason Denver wanted him and paid him so much money was to fix Russ. It, it's classic Vegas bad behavior in Vegas. And I've done this. I've had three or four or ten too many drinks, and you throw good money after bad money. You're down at the craps table. Things aren't going well. In Pat's case, it gets to be his girlfriend. In my case, I don't want to tell my wife, maybe I've lost more money than I told you I would, and you keep gambling. And that's what Denver did. Because Russ was a reclamation project. And they went for the shiny, supposedly proven success story in Sean Payton. But what it really takes boldness, and what really requires is required if you want to succeed, is the ability to assess the actual reality of the NFL and the coaches that are out there. And I'm not going to say that I'm good at this, 
Because when, when Dan Campbell got the job in Detroit, A, defensive guy, that feels like, and I think it is, probably the wrong approach. And B, all I remember about his beginning is that he wanted to growl at people and say he was going to bite off kneecaps. But Jared Goff was a reclamation project, and the coordinator he brought in, Ben Johnson, who will be a head coach in the NFL soon, has done an incredible job. Detroit's one of the, if they're not elite, they're certainly one of the best teams in a very shallow NFC, after the Eagles and the Niners. They've done in Detroit with Jared Goff what Sean Payton, the supposed genius, was supposed to do with Russ. And maybe a better example of, of a reclamation project. Now, these are Jared Goff mid-career, Tua Tungavailoa early career, Russell Wilson end of his career, but the same logic applies. We have a quarterback we've invested in, we need to make it work. And who do the Dolphins turn to? They turn to a guy who comes off Kyle Shanahan's coaching tree. It's hard to assess. You've got to be good at this if you're a GM or an owner. But it's hard. how much is this Mike McDaniel guy actually even remotely involved in what goes well for the Niners' offenses? They hire him. They take the chance. They get it right. And Tua Tungavailoa goes from a cautionary tale to the architect of it is the most dynamic offense in the NFL, at least right now. Because you can't panic. And you can if you're the Broncos, look at the Chiefs, see Mahomes, see Andy Reid, who did have a, a very impressive resume and tenure, and say, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to go get our Hall of Fame quarterback in Russ. We're going to go get our future Hall of Fame coach in Sean Payton. The story of tonight's game, and again, may, maybe uh, maybe the Broncos will cover. We'll get into this later. I've stopped betting on Chiefs games because they should beat half the teams they play by twice whatever the line is, and they inevitably play these games close. Played the Vikings close last week. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have, shouldn't have. Remember, the Vikings turned the ball over early in that game. But it's very conceivable the Chiefs are going to win this game by 24 points. This is a bad Broncos team. Their spirit is broken. Sean Payton's over his head. Russell Wilson cannot compete with Patrick Mahomes. So on and so forth. But that, that isn't the story. The story is that Denver saw what the Chiefs were doing year after year after year after year, and they 100% panicked. And they turned, if I can quote a few good men. I don't know if Pat's even seen a few good men. He's young. I'm older. Classic Tom Cruise movie. But there's a line where Kevin Bacon, who's in every single Hollywood film, says, you were bullied into that courtroom, Danny. You were bullied by the ghost of a dead lawyer. The Broncos were bullied into two bad contracts by the ghost of Patrick Mahomes. They might face him twice a year, including tonight, but it's Mahomes and what Andy Reid has built with Mahomes that made this Denver Broncos team panic and turn to a head coach in Sean Payton, who is not going to figure it out, and a quarterback in Russell Wilson, who despite his box scores this year, is washed. Congratulations, Kansas City Chiefs. No matter what you do tonight on Thursday Night Football, you have beaten the Broncos for at least the next two or three years. 855-212-4CBS. I don't, we don't get a lot of tennis requests normally on the show, and I don't know how I feel about not being the tennis guy. Like, I play tennis, but no, you out there, you know, tweeting at me like, Boyle's here, Pat Boyle, 44. Let's get some tennis talk. So we'll, I want to know why Pat, who's a very strapping dude, I'm sure plays sports, right? Good. He's a, he's a radio host. What is it about the allure of tennis that turned his, turned his eye? We'll find out. We'll hit that. Uh, he and I disagree on Bill Belichick. I think the guy needs to go. And apparently so does Bobby Cakes, who we call Robert Kraft here on, on the show. And uh, I'll try not to be too um, arrogant about it because we did a I Told You So Monday but I told you, MLB's playoffs are, are, are broken, momentum matters, and all of these one seeds, or these, these buy teams, are not one seeds, Major League Baseball, the Braves in trouble, the Dodgers gone, the Orioles gone. I guess the Astros are just a lock every single year after year after year. 
But we'll, we'll get into why MLB broke the postseason in their short-term greed, which is the mistake Manfred always makes. All that coming up next here on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Always nice to return to my own voice mocking Aaron Rodgers. I'm a weird guy. I don't know why I called Pat Strappy. That was weird. That came out a little weird. Hi, Pat. Pat Boyle. Hey, Any Bill. you know, talented host, producer. Catch him all over the network at patboyle 44 as in 44 sports that he follows as an expert. But whatever reason, you're, what's this? T- I like it. And great work at the U.S. Open, if I didn't tell you. You were our correspondent on the ground. Did you sleep during that? Because you were, you were uh, doing the morning show a lot. Yeah, so I did, I did sleep on the couch a couple times. You did. Uh, may or may not have uh, rolled in a little bit late for the show the one day um, because I was just, like, totally out of gas. Like, you know, to the point where if you ever stay up so long or get, like, so little sleep over, like, a three- or four-day span, you start hallucinating? You ready for a tennis name drop here? Sure. I worked at FS1. I had a radio show in the morning. I I did a a TV show at night. I did – I worked base – I left the house at 5 a.m. and I got home at midnight, five days a week. And I worked mostly all the way through. And Andy Roddick and I had kind of a – Love, hate, hate relationship. And then I started falling asleep during the commercial breaks. And out of the kindness of his heart, Andy had a big old mansion in Beverly Hills right by the lot and let me sleep in his house when he wasn't there. But I refused to do it. I'm like, I'm not going to sleep in Andy Roddick's house. I don't even know the guy that well. And one day my, my phone rang, and it was a woman asking why I thought I was too good for her house, and it was Brooklyn Decker. Get out of here. But that was the same kind of, I, I literally would go straight to sleep in three minute, in retrospect, not healthy, <laughs> three minute commercial breaks. I would just did, sleep. Did he have to wake you up? Yeah, they you would wake me back? up. Yeah, they, I had like an IFB. I, you know, Bill, Bill, we're coming back. Oh, okay. That's how well, yeah, okay. I'm, I used to sleep, we had, we had dressing rooms. I would try to sleep in the dressing rooms, but... I'm not important then or now, so they would give it to three other people along with me. So guys would just roll in and turn the lights on and be jamming to their music, and I'd be asleep on the couch. That was great. Hell yeah. Well, Andy, so I don't know how you turned down staying at Andy Roddick's place. I think that's one where you do, like, the Larry David. It. It's not an empty gesture. That's a, I think that was a was legit nice. gesture from him, and I think you give it two. You give two the, no, no, I can I can And then if he says it on a third time, you go, I, I mean, all right, man, if you really insist. 
here's another Bill Rudder awkwardism with Andy, with Andy Roddick. Who, by the way, unfollowed me on Twitter, so I don't think we're friends anymore. I'm Ooh. not really sure what's... Yeah. Kind of stung. Kind of So one time, because Andy and I used, to, I used to go at Andy on TV, and if I do say so myself, as I have told Andy many times, embarrass him on national television. I used to tell Andy, you're good at tennis and I'm good at talking, so you should just back off. But he wouldn't, because he's Andy Roddick. So I thought we weren't really friends. I thought we were, you know... And one time we're sitting in the green room, and he goes, hey, you ever been to a Dodgers game? I'm like, no, man, I mean to go. He's like, yeah, we, yeah, Dodgers game would be fun, right? I'm like, yeah, we fun. He's like, yeah. She said Dodgers game. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. He's like, he's like so do you want to go to a Dodgers game? I'm like, yeah, I'll go someday. And he goes, bro, I'm asking you if you want to go to a Dodgers game with me. Why are you being such an a-hole? I'm like, oh, bro, that went over my head. <laughs> then we went to a Dodgers game. Did that really go over your head, or were you just no, big-timing him? I was oblivious. Why would Andy Roddick want to go to a Dodgers game with me? But we did. And how, and how was it? Amazing. So Got what, great seats. What happened? Where, where, how was, what happened that led to the fallout of you and Andy Roddick? I, I think, I don't know, man. Let's say, I mean, I think we're good. We, you know, every now and then. I mean, he's Andy Roddick. I saw, I saw a segment recently, a couple of weeks ago, uh, of him talking about um, him and I think Petkovic, Andrea Petkovic, talking about how, because apparently there's a lot of people out there that think they can win a game off of like professional tennis players and like Novak so Djokovic. So they basically crushed yeah. the common man, the 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 common peasant yeah. folk like you and I for thinking yeah. that we would ever have a chance of winning even a game. We have a standing bet of $500. I think I'll win this where we play a single set, he uses a frying pan and I use my tennis racket. I have to win the set. I can't, it's not just a game. But there's no way he's beating me with a frying pan. No. But he's really confident about it, so I'm a little worried about it. You, you can't let that happen. He did actually mention something about playing with a frying pan on that segment. I think he may have taken, taken some influence from your conversation. I think it must be a scam he runs. I bet he's done this to people before. <laughs> Why do you like tennis? I don't. Nobody likes tennis. Who, me? me? Yeah. I, I don't know. I love it. I think, one, uh, now that I'm, like, 28, uh, getting up there in age. Yeah, you're old. Yes. Uh, there's Get not, out of here. There's not you a lot of... <laughs> There's not a lot of opportunities to play competitive sports anymore, and I feel like that's yeah. one of the main driving forces for me to do anything nowadays, to have any motivation, is to play sports against people or with people, have that competitive nature going on. So, like, I did an indoor soccer league for a couple of years, but that that gets, you know, I don't know, that gets old, that gets annoying, especially because I'm a goalie. So, like, once, Oh, yeah. Well, you don't have to be in shape, though, for that. That's true. But I, but I, I do enjoy being in shape, and I hate running on my own. Because every step, it's like, why am I doing this? Why am I you doing hate this? Run- Bro, you ain't going to look like this when you're 45 if you don't like running on your own. You well, that's better what, so that's why I, was like, I started watching tennis, I don't know, 10 years ago. I really I was a big Roger Federer fan, so it's him and Nadal and Djokovic. That was the peak of the sport. And that was, you know, if there was ever a time to get into it, it was then. Yeah. So I got into it. I started playing a couple years ago, right before COVID. And then. Well, you play too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know right, I play. We've had, we we got a couple challenges going on. Next time you're in New York, we're, I'm winding we're running this up. I uh, I played in high school, then I then I played basketball in my 20s and 30s, and then like every guy that gets a little bit older, I wasn't okay. I, I could hoop a little bit, but I kept spraining ankles and just because I I don't want to go out there and play horse. I would play, you know you go to pick up games and you play. That's why I play tennis now too. I can compete in tennis and not hurt myself every other time that I'm out there. So what do you think? Uh, two grand? Does that seem like a what kind of bet do you want in the tennis match? Best of three sets. What are you looking for? Two thousand bucks. I'm not very good though. I, I you know, I'm you like a, claim you know. you're no, no, no. You've claimed you're you're very good. I, I need to get some tape. I need I need to see some footage first before I, I lay down any monetary value here. But I uh, have 
I have the weirdest backhand and serve. It doesn't look like it's going to work. So I, I, I am, I'm built to basically hustle people. Okay. Yeah. So you show them, you know, you show like, them the oh, goods, which aren't that right. good, but then they, they work. Right. But yeah, no basketball. That's another one too. I just can't shoot. I can't shoot for bleep. I, I really? cannot shoot a basketball because I'm a lefty. I throw a, and play, play tennis, tennis lefty. lefty? Me but too. when I, for some reason, when I was okay. playing basketball growing up, I shoot righty. And it just does not work because then half the time I'm like shooting with two hands. I'm releasing the ball at the left hand. It's it's a it's an absolute horror show watching me try to shoot a basketball. I mean, just just well, you're too big to be the point guard because I'm an okay shooter, but I can handle the rock. That was kind of my my thing. Yeah. So pickup games, you know, where like most people are my height, like six feet or below. Nobody's six five. Like I'm the dude that's like the hustle box out kind of guy. I'm grabbing eight offensive rebounds a game. I'm getting like six points just off of putbacks. But you're an athletic Tom DeCelestino. <laughs> there you go. But no, I mean, I'll, dude, tennis is great because it I will is, play some tennis. It is the ultimate all like all body workout, and that is a great way to get some running in. And it's kind of like golf in in the sense that it takes a while to get good at. When you have those kinds of when you have those shots where you hit the ball clean and you smash it, you're like, oh, that feels good, and it keeps you coming oh, dude, back. It's, it's a, so here's another name drop. It is what it is. I'm a little worried about this. I was supposed to play Rip Hamilton in tennis. Eight months ago, he just started playing. And An I, I Andy Roddick th- and a Rip Hamilton drop in the span same of same segment. Who would have? Who would have? Who would have thought it? <laughs> and there's another guy I'm playing tennis with soon, but he hosts a major radio show somewhere else. You shouldn't listen to him. I won't even say his name. I'm going to crush that dude. He's a good guy. Uh, my problem is Rip had just started tennis, and I I got a scouting report. I heard it was okay. Then Rip and I were talking yesterday, and he wants to come play this weekend or next weekend. I'm a little worried that six months in, he, he's not a Hall of Famer, but you'd agree he's a borderline Hall of Famer. World-class athlete. Yes, for sure. Made $100 million, I think, is what he made. I'm a little worried, Pat, he's going to destroy me. Do you know that he plays tennis? He plays. He plays like three times a week. Oh, I'd say you're in big trouble. <laughs> and he's tall, man. I have a pretty good lob, but I don't, I don't know. He's Doc tall and he's, yeah, he's still at this age. What is he, 45 now? Yeah, it's gotta be my age. He's still, so he's still a pretty decent uh, athlete in the realm of athletes. Like he's, <laughs> he was a former NBA player. He's gonna be moving around. He's gonna be getting to every ball. So as long as he has any sense of competence of keeping it in, I, I think you're in trouble. You know, let's just make it a whole name drop segment instead of talking any actual current sports. I also have a bet, and he actually hit me up recently to do it, but I've been avoiding it. Gary Payton and I play a one-on-one basketball game to ten, and I have to I have to score one bucket, thousand dollars. All right, so now what do you try to do? Do you try to drive on him? Shoot deep every time. Yep, you shoot deep every time and hope you hit one. He did tell me, he's a great guy, but he did tell me, and he wasn't kidding, he said, if we do this, I'll physically hurt you. Like, I'm going <laughs> to physically destroy you. I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> and I go, you're going to kind of, like, body me. He goes, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurt you. <laughs> a little worried. It's going to be bagging <laughs> you down like it's, uh, what is that, a long came pile where he gets the Ben Stiller, just gets elbowed right in the face. <laughs> Dude, I can't watch that movie because of the Indian food scene where he like starts sweating and he's just. If you don't, yeah, good. He's got re- good the reference. he's got irritable bowel syndrome. Do you have that? No, thank God not. I just don't like watching people be uncomfortable when they eat. People that sweat when they. eat. I had a waiter the other day when my wife and I went out for our anniversary dinner. We had a great waiter, great guy. He was sweating the whole time. It was re- I was uncomfortable for him. Well, yeah, watching people eat that are sweating is one thing. I kind of take enjoyment in watching other people suffer. The person that's handling your food sweating, that's a different story. Did you ask me if I have irritable bowel? No, but I'm going to 6060 you now. That's that's what's coming. What is no 6060? Oh, you're not. No, it's a tennis no score. There's no shot. Bro, you have, I mean, I probably won't, I'll probably, 
it's probably going to be a 6-2, 6-2 kind of vibe. Wow. I think I need – give me a highlight reel so I know what I'm dealing with, so I know how much I have to train, or so I know how much I have to take it easy on you. Oh, I'm going to give you a highlight reel. <laughs> it's it's, But i got to travel with my racket, I think. I'll have to put out one of my serves for you on Twitter so you can get a look at what you're dealing with. Hit me, I mean, dude, here's the thing. If you're one of these guys, one of these big, strong guys that hit big, flat, fast serves, I emotionally break the, I played with this guy yesterday, emotionally broke him. Because you know what I do? I just hit it back to you. And then you hit it out seven feet. And then you hit the next one even harder. And that one comes back to you. And then you hit that one on the net. The audience doesn't love this, but I do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one thing if, you know, you have to be able to see it, though. Yeah. All right, you know, I'm just kidding. You're going to be. I can't. We should do a couple grand. I'm, I'm, I'm all about donating. A couple grand. Yeah. I don't know. I'll you know, take make out it a, interesting. I'll take out a loan if I lose. <laughs> take out a, I don't know what don't, you think this, the salary for a part-time producer slash host is getting here. I'm pretty sure Spike Eskin would front you some cash. Our you boss, think so? The boss man? Do you yeah. think that would be that would be the, the top uh, social directive of the month is the, uh, the Boyle yeah. versus the Ryder tennis match? I'm not so confident as to be a part of that conversation, but I am so confident as to suggest that you march into his office after the show and politely ask if he can advance you. I don't know what $2,000 is, but is it 50 weeks salary? Whatever it is, <laughs> and we can get it going. <laughs> Does that work? That works. I'm and then, excited. by the way, you can call me strapping anytime you want. That wasn't weird. I, it just felt like it. I mean, you are a do. You, is a are you like are you like diesel? Are you like doing the weightlifting competitions, or is it just just kind of like for you? Well, I don't do competitions. He does. He's doing oh, yeah. actual workout competitions, oh, like yeah, those like, uh, strongman thing, where you like, like you got to lube up. Yeah, like Jer- like Jersey Iron Man or whatever. Nah, stop. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the Iron Man stuff. We got no, no, run. not the Iron Man. Like I don't, know. I don't know what it's called. Like, yeah, like you know. Pump. He's he's out there doing weightlifting. Yeah, I think Spartan is another one. Spartan. Okay. You talking about where you got to like go through like you got to do like army crawls and then like there's. Bro, I play tennis. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Why? Well, at first, I thought you meant he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like he's like lubing up and like flexing for a crowd. I can't speak to the lubing, but he he certainly is flexing often just in the in the office. Okay. You know, looking at people. With haven't or... you noticed how he won't speak to anybody? How he's just like real like silently. Not glum. That's just his tough man persona. Okay. Okay. He's a baby underneath. With or without lube, he's flexing. I don't know about the irritable bowel syndrome or whether he's he's doing that. What I need you, to I need to know if there's lube. You get personal real quick, and that's interesting. I dig that about you, pal. Wow. <laughs> Bat Boyle at Pat Boyle forty four. Forty four questions you did not see coming. Uh, I'm on a bit of a streak in terms of um. My NFL bets went 4-1 last week. Felt pretty good about it, Pat. Here's the new theory, though. Here's the new approach, the strategy, because it wasn't a great start. Let's hear it. I've be- become collaborative. So you and I are going to go over some lines, and you're going to help me figure out where to put my money before I win money from you. I think we did this last year, and I think I went. I, I helped you go 5-0 and or 3-0. and did, did you? Yeah, there was, uh, my check never came in the mail, but it's all right. You're... But but the love was in the universe, and I thought that might have more value. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. All right, NFL bets coming up. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Apparently my wife's a fan of Pat Boyle. She likes the left-handed, the vibe, the indoor soccer, the tennis. Yeah, I don't know if you're single or not, but if you're not, or he's got a bunch of friends out here in Manhattan Beach, you want to come hang out? I am definitely single, and you I'm definitely the- interested in, in that offer. You come out here and play some tennis. You know, I'll bring some of these name drop guys. You know? Yeah, we were talking about you coming here and play. I mean, screw that. Especially for the next six months. It's going to be miserably cold. It's like always yeah. 75 degrees. I don't know how planet Earth and the universe works that 
Los Angeles, certain areas are just always beautiful. I mean, I, I, I guess I get it. The tides and geography and <laughs> the equator. T- do you and get it? Yeah, the, the equator. Tides? You guys are close to the equator. It's and the tides? The tides Maybe I don't play, get it. The tides play a factor. I mean, you're close to the equator. Really? The equator's hot, the core of the earth, right? So it's always gorgeous. Is- so why wouldn't I come to you? <laughs> You've got uh, yeah. beautiful divorcees, I feel like, that are just littered throughout Los Angeles and Manhattan Beach. Have- we and your name drop? You got you play with Rip Hamilton? So, yeah, I mean, we yeah. name drop a little bit. Come on, sure. That's a that's a no brainer. I should buy my plane ticket now. You know who I haven't played with, but he plays where I play all the time is Steve Nash. Wow, but he's good though. See, that's what I'm worried about with Rip Hamilton. Steve Nash apparently used to be bad. Now he's amazing because he's a world class athlete. Yeah, all right, we'll get you out. I and got a bar. I got a bar for you. I got a great spot for you to go to. Okay, if you're really like interested in forty year old divorcees. I've got a bar for you in Manhattan Beach. It wouldn't be my first rodeo, uh, 40-year-old divorcees. So as long as the bar sells alcohol, I I think we've got a plan. (laughs) I mean, like the tides, it's science (laughs) that most bars do sell alcohol. So we, (laughs) no, it'd be amazing to have a bar that wouldn't sell alcohol. Like, how long would that place last? Uh, Maybe a day. What we need is to find you some money. So you can fly out, right, with the two grand. We're going to bet with each other, but not to be sweating it. So you can be charming with the 40-year-old divorcee. So let's do this. Let's do some NFL bets together to make both of us some cash. Bill makes the tough picks so you can fade accordingly. It's time for Bet Rider with Bill. By the way, if you're wondering what the hell is going on, uh, Pat Boyle in today for Pretty Daddy. Pretty Daddy has a weightlifting competition that that conflicted with his schedule uh, on this show, and so he he was, I think, filling in for Maggie and Perloff. We're not filling in, but producing Maggie and Perloff earlier this morning. All right, I am not going to bet Broncos Chiefs, even though it's ten and a half. If I bet it, I'm not going to bet it because the Chiefs, to me, Pat, although they keep winning football games and they keep winning. Super Bowls are getting close. Last year, obviously, did win it. They just, they don't put their foot on the gas. I don't know why. Do you feel strongly for yourself? I do not. About Broncos at Chiefs, it is 10 and a half. You can get it plus 11 if you if you really want to look around. I think for this thing, really, it comes down to when he's such an impactful player and the best tight end maybe to ever play the game. I, I think you have to wait and see if Travis Kelsey's going to play this game. Because if he doesn't, the Chiefs' offense becomes a lot less three-dimensional, and they look a little bit more two-dimensional, maybe even one-dimensional. Maybe there's only one dimension you to that Chiefs. You might bet Broncos if Kelsey gets ruled out. Yeah, and you got to see how much that spread moves. In my my calculation, my expert handicapping calculation, I think Kelsey would probably be worth two points. I think that spread goes to eight and a half if he doesn't play. And I think I think the spread right now is factoring that he is playing. I can't see it going much higher if he does. Um, so, look, if you like the Broncos and you think Kelsey's not going to play, your probably best bet is to take it now. Probably take the 10 and a half. And if you're a cheat and if you're going to bet the Chiefs, I think you definitely got to wait to see if Kelsey plays. Because if he does play, you feel so much more confident about that offense. Um, and I think the spread's probably going to stay the same anyway. Tony Romo made a point on the air during that game that the kind of injury Kelsey probably had. He was speculating from the booth, but is the kind where you can play through it because of the adrenaline in the game where it happens, and then it really swells up on you, and and you probably miss the next game. So, per Pat's point, maybe Kelsey does not play. The game that I'm really interested in, just as a football game, is Niners at Cleveland. Now, this started as 
the best team in football being four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. It, they've moved to basically seven points. You can find minus six-and-a-half. I am um, I'm a little... Uh, it's a really hard week, by the way. I'm a little tempted. I'm a little tempted to bet. I wish I'd gotten on the Niners at four and a half. Cleveland at seven, I think. That's a lot of points for a Cleveland team. I don't have a grasp on yet, but we've seen some signs that maybe Deshaun Watson's going to reclaim his form. They're obviously talented roster-wise. I, it's a pass for me, but, I, but I, I'm tempted by seven for Cleveland. That's yeah. a lot. This is this is a big time pass for me, Bill. I don't want any part of this game <laughs> because the Browns' defense so far. When you they have first of all, it feels like the Browns haven't played since like August, right? They're coming off the bye. Yep. But before that, they got destroyed by Baltimore, twenty-eight-three. But Deshaun Watson didn't play. And the week before that, you actually finally saw a glimpse they of looked, old Deshaun Watson. He looked good. Yeah, they they crushed Tennessee. He only missed like five passes, threw for three hundred yards. But Tennessee's not very good. No, no, Tennessee is frisky. Okay. I think they fall into that Vrabel's frisky category. Yeah, yeah, it's a Vrabel team. Vrabel's a coach. No you take him as a home underdog, and a lot of the times you're probably going to win that bet. So, you know, again, you got coming off the bye. Apparently Deshaun Watson's shoulder is still kind of iffy. I don't know how because he didn't look injured at all in that Tennessee game. And then all of a sudden he was like, yeah, they're limiting his, his reps, and then he didn't he's play. Not- He's not used to the wear and tear of football, by the way. That's true. I don't think it's super surprising. That's true. So, again, that Cleveland defense so far has been pretty damn good. But, again, you know, the Niners keep tearing through everybody. So, they become very tough to bet against. I guess this would be the spot coming on the road. Uh, The weather apparently is not going to be great in Cleveland. Last time I checked, rainy, 50s. So, yeah, I mean, this would be a spot where you want to buy, you sell high on the Niners. This would be it. If I think if it's anything, you do take the Browns with the seven, but I'm not touching it. The Niners aren't going 17-0. Nobody goes 7. And I'm not saying that they're they're not the Cardinals from a few years ago, but we've seen teams start hot and kind of come back to earth a little bit. I, as a rule, tend not to bet lines that are two touchdown lines because it makes me a sucker. But Miami being 13.5-point favorites at home against Carolina, Miami clearly having no problem running up scores, the, how dynamic that offense is. Do you want to tempt me to break my own rule and bet on the Dolphins against maybe the worst team in the NFL? Well, I would tempt you to bet on one of these giant spreads this week. There's two of them. You've got the Buffalo. Dolphins. Yep, Dolphins are given 13 and a half. Bills are given 14 to the Giants on Sunday night that football. That is a crazy number. That is a crazy number, and I, I really don't think it matters whether or not Daniel Jones plays on Sunday night. I think the Giants are just a horrendous team. Uh, they have no offensive line. They can't tackle. So that is a, Are you a but, Giants fan. Uh, yes. Okay. So, so but want the context. But seemingly, you know, Sunday night games. I don't know when it's when it's supposed to be a big blowout like the Chiefs and the Jets. It's somehow primetime games seem to make it close. And the Giants just got torched last week. I mean, they get torched every week. So I don't know. Maybe don't overthink that. But yeah, Carolina. Bryce Young's looked very uh, like a rookie quarterback. C.J. Stroud, I mean, they got to be kicking themselves already five weeks in, and they're like, geez, C.J. Stroud's going to be ten times the quarterback he is. Uh, but, look, Dolphins are pretty healthy all around it's the board. It's early, though. What's early? The game? No, to rule uh, out Bryce Young. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I mean, through five weeks, you know, the— No, uh, C.J. Stroud's been amazing. The Panthers' brass is probably like, oh, we uh, we blew it. <laughs> well, you, did, you see the, did you see the press? I mean, you, yeah, but I'm not sure the brass blew it. It might have been the owner. That, that was my takeaway— did you see Frank Reich's press conference where he basically said the owner won't leave me alone and it's all great, but I actually hate it? Oh, no, I did not. Uh, I think Tepper. I think Tepper made that call. He probably right, did. I'm, go, I'm going Miami. I'm gonna, I am I, I, I have a man crush in that team. We were on this team at the start of the year. 
obviously we've it's the offensive output's amazing, and I need the Bears to draft the first pick in the draft. True. I think you need if the they have Carolina's pick. You need that spread's thirteen and a half. You need the Panthers to somehow get to seventeen to have a chance. And I just I, I don't I don't feel That's very good, comfortable yeah. in them doing that because they have failed to get to seventeen or they failed to get more than seventeen points in three out of their five games this year. So I like the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins minus Let's thirteen go. and a half is a fair bet. Sneaky game this weekend. Interesting sneaky game. Detroit is playing at they're at Tampa Bay. They opened as three and a half point favorites on the road. Now that that's moved to three. Basically a field goal. You can get three and a half in a couple spots still. I I can't fully put my arms around Detroit, but I want to. I love Dan Campbell. I love what they're about. Their offensive scheme is really interesting. I don't think the Bucks are as good as what are they three and one? Their three and one record suggests because of Mr. Baker Mayfield. But it is Tampa Bay at home. They do have a defense. Where are you leaning on this game? I'm actually I love the Bucks for this for this game. Love the Bucks. I love them. I love them at the, with the plus three and a half. I think if they win the game, this is a game where you know again Detroit's good. They're not elite. I mean, come on. They're like like you said. They're one of the best teams in a shallow NFC. And even though the weather's going to be great, it's not like, you know, rainy weather. Like, Jared Goff, you you take that dome off the – you take that roof off the stadium, and he is yeah. not as great of a quarterback. So that, Amon Rice St. Brown still kind of battling, doing injury. This is a, a spot where the Buccaneers' defense shuts down the Lions' running game, and they force Goff to make some questionable throws, probably get an interception or two. And I think Tampa Bay wins this with their defense. Like, they've won most of the games. And look, say what you will about Baker Mayfield. He's, he's been, No, he's been fine. He's been good. He's been yeah, very he's been good. good. He's limited yep. the turnovers. They good have enough. managed That's the game exactly very it. well. This is a, yep. a very decently solid Tampa Bay team. I think they win it at home. I'm going to make, like, a good-looking 40-year-old divorcee, and I'm going to ride with Pat Boyle. I'm doing <laughs> it. I'm doing it. I'm going. I'm, I'm So here's a game that's awful. I want to bet it out of spite. I'm a Bears fan, but I hate my own Bears team. I also think that Kirk Cousins is a bum and the most overrated, talented player in the NFL. Mm. The game's in Chicago. Both of these teams are 1-4. and four. The Bears are two-and-a-half-point dogs. I actually don't think Chicago's as bad as they have as they have performed. I do think Matt Eberlews, their head coach, is not great. Yeah, this one's tough for me. I don't like betting on Kirk Cousins. I think it's probably the, the bet, though. I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind Chicago. I don't mind the Chicago bet at all. And I'll say this, Bill, as we're 30 seconds away here. The last one, I the last the other game I do like Hit is me. that I do like Indianapolis plus four on the road against Jacksonville. And I'm starting oh. to just, like, blind, like it's a system bet. Anytime the Jags are a favorite, bet against them. Anytime they're an underdog, bet them. Wow. There's my thoughts. It's like the Urban Meyer era, but now. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 